Nation. Welcome to the Wingman Men's Moment Podcast. This is podcast producer John Delaney hanging at the hangar in beautiful Lakeland, Florida with Pastor Jay Dennis and Randy Ferreira, co-founders of Wingman Nation. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, John. Hi, good morning. Good to see you both. You both looking good today. How are you feeling? Everybody okay? We're good. Oh, good. We're vertical. We're vertical. That's that's a good word. That's a Better really than good horizontal. <laughs> oh, true. Well, we're excited to have you listening with us today. We are continuing on with uh, our second part of it's tool time. We're looking at tools for a Christian man to become a better husband, dad, and a more godly man. Uh, first one was great. We got five more. More parts for you today. And uh, Brother Randy, you want to take it away, man? Hey, yes. Good morning. Good morning, Jay. Good morning, bud. Good to see you. Yes, it's tool time. And many of you remember the old show called Tool Time. Home Home Improvement. Improvement. Yes, Yes, with Tim Allen (laughs) and Richard Karn. And for those of you who are too young for that, maybe the more modern day show is The Last Man Standing with Tim Allen. Or in the Santa Claus movie, same dude. So anyway, he started with a with a uh uh, something that he would say it's tool time is in his show. So tools for Christian men to become a better yes. husband, dad, and a more godly man. This is part two. In today's podcast, we're going to look at part two of it's tool time. Tools for a Christian man to become a better husband, dad, and a more godly man. Last time we introduced five of the 10 tools that you possess when Jesus comes into your life. In Hebrews 6, 1, it says, therefore... Let us move beyond the elementary teachings about Christ and be taken forward to maturity, not laying again the foundation of repentance from acts that lead to death and of faith in God. The New Living Translation says, So let us stop going over the basic teachings about Christ again and again. Let us go on instead and become mature in our understanding. Surely we don't need to start again with the fundamental importance of repenting from evil deeds and placing our faith in God. So... The writer of Hebrews addressed Christians who had been saved for a while, yet they were still stuck on the ABCs of faith, the elementary principles of Christianity. God, however, wanted them to grow spiritually and mature, and we all should want to do that as well. To get beyond the ABCs. To get beyond the ABCs. So since Jesus gives us these tools when we get saved, there is really no reason or excuse that a Christian man should not be growing in his faith. So let's recap those five tools we discussed last time. Number one was the toolbox, which we said was prayer. Number two, vice grips. Don't ask me what they are. (laughs) They're like a big player. They grip vice. They, They grip. And vice grips were the same as faith. And then three was a drill. I know what that is. They use them at a dentist's office. I mean, and that's filled with the Holy Spirit, the drill. That creates a hole. Four is a tape measure, which is the Bible. And five was a hatchet, and that's forgiving people. So let's pick up on number six through ten. Yeah, thanks, Randy. On number six, it says a hammer and nail, which envisions confession of sin. Nail your sins to the cross of Jesus. He died for your sins there. In our church, City Central Church in Lakeland, one of our five stations where people can tangibly demonstrate their commitment to Jesus, there is a huge cross 
And we have a three by five card there for people to write down their sins or what they're carrying around that is causing them to stop growing spiritually. And we tell them to write that down and then thumbtack it to the cross as a way of giving it to God, surrendering it to God, and leaving it with God. That's so good. Uh, We love that. It's such a visual, tangible thing you can do. So to hang on to sin means you are going backwards in your Christian life. So you make this a daily activity. Don't save up sin pucks. Keep a short (laughs) sin list. The cross says there is forgiveness, there is cleansing, there is a new beginning. So never excuse or justify your sin. Never blame someone else for your sin because ultimately that is your choice. No one can make you sin. Nail those sinful actions, attitudes, words, and thoughts to the cross. Keep a zero balance in your sin account. I love 1 John 1.9. But if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. Nail your sins to the cross daily, guys, not literally, but spiritually by confession and repentance. Maurice Horn, a former radio Bible class counselor, said it this way, some people confess a sin a thousand times, but I tell them to confess it once, then thank God a thousand times for forgiving them. I love that, love that. That is so important. Well said. And number seven is a crowbar, which is the same as giving. Or is, so <laughs> you pry it out of your wallet. Yeah, 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 yeah. Give me that money. Yeah, crowbar it out. A crowbar is used to open things, as we know. A crowbar, and I don't know, where do you think that name came from? Crowbar. Isn't that a bird? <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Let's find out. A bunch of blackbirds <laughs> hanging at a bar. Yeah. <laughs> A blackbird walked into a blackbird rabbi and a priest. There's a Beatles song, Blackbird Singing. Yeah, right. All right. So the crowbar is to be used on you to open your billfold, your checkbook, your credit card, and your heart, more importantly, and obey God in your giving. For many Christians, we all know that's a real struggle. Yeah, it is. You know? And so uh, it's it's a difficult thing, but you know what? You cannot outgive God, and Amen. it's a it's a commandment. It's not a request. So, little story: two men were shipwrecked and managed to paddle themselves to a deserted island in the middle of an ocean. The two men had markedly different reactions to their plight. The first man paced back and forth; his mind raced as he tried to think of some solution to their predicament. The second man took his shirt off and began to sunbathe. He gave no (laughs) indication of stress, strangely. In disbelief, the first man confronted his calm partner. What are you doing, he said. Aren't you worried about how we're going to get home and off this island? We're likely to end up as, you know, carrying for the vultures. The second man simply responded, listen, I make about $100,000 a week. So what? The first man replied. That doesn't count for anything where we are now. Maybe he didn't hear me, the second man said. I make $100,000 a week. You're deluded, you idiot, the first man shouted. Do you think you can buy your way off this island? Do you think you can order up a seven-course meal or something? I'm also a Christian, the second man offered. You think being rich and being a Christian is going to get up, get us some supernatural help? Are you counting on a miracle? The first man sputtered. 
I guess I didn't make myself clear, the second man answered steadily. I make $100,000 a week, and I faithfully tithe, tithe at my church. I know my pastor is going to find me. <laughs> <laughs> of course yeah, he'll yeah, find him. Like, I would find him. Where, where's Bob? <laughs> Send out a... <laughs> that's right. Get that search crew going. Oh, Hire man. a helicopter. Oh, that's great. So now you don't need a crowbar to try to force God, you know, but the Bible says there is something you can do to open up heaven. Yeah. You can do something, guys. God promises to cause himself to pour down blessings upon you. Yeah. It's simple. Yeah, with many, so very hard to do this because it's something tangible, right. something close to our hearts. Money. We are speaking of giving tithes and offerings. Only once in the Bible does God invite us to prove him out. But here he does and notice what it is. Matthew, excuse me, Malachi 3:10. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse so there will be enough food in my temple. If you do, says the Lord of the heaven's armies, I will open the windows of heaven for you. I will pour out a blessing so great you won't have enough room to take it in. You know what, guys? Try it. Put me to the test, it says. My goodness. Wow. God promises God has gone on record. Wow. Don't miss out on God's blessing program. It may not be financial blessings, but it could be. Right. But blessings in your marriage, your children, your home, where you work, your world. God wants to be involved in your finances, and this is the way. Yes. By the way, a tithe means 10% of what you earn. An offering is anything you give above the 10% that you earn. Right. But you have to do this before you see the blessings of God that he promised in Malachi 3.10. You know, I think a lot of people want to see the blessings of this first, and then they do it, but it doesn't work that way. By faith, you have to take God at his word, give that tithe, and then the heavens are open. Then God blesses. Guys, I've been in ministry a long time, and I've never seen this fail. No, ever. You're right. Ever. And Randy, you said it a while ago, you cannot outgive God. No. And just obey what God says to do. And guys, I know this is difficult uh, for some, but just try it. We dare you to try it. We dare you. And, and, yeah. see, and see what happens. And I'm a perfect example from personal experience, guys, early on in my uh, my. Christian walk. I didn't believe it. And, you know, my wife challenged me and I did it uh, in a way that I said, okay, fine. I'll try it. You'll see. We're not going to be able to pay our bills, but you'll see what happens. Okay, fine, fine, fine. Wrong. I'll, I'll challenge you. Yeah, I'll show you. And, Don't say uh, it. I told you so. Yeah. Through a series of events, I was blessed Again and again, yes. and since then, yep. thirty years later, it continues to be a huge blessing. Wow! So. What what a blessing! That's same thing with me. Yeah, you know, it was it was, and I was it was funny. It was my wife that challenged me. Yes, you know. I tell and, you, the the ladies get this. I think sometimes easier than the guys do. I, I really do. Yeah. So they get a lot of things better. Yeah, <laughs> no doubt. No doubt about that. So number eight is a saw, and we're likening that to baptism. 
A saw cuts something off. It separates. So when you're baptized, you're taking a break with your old life. You are separating from the way it used to be before you were saved. Baptism means to be briefly placed under water. After you've become a Christian, after you've received Jesus Christ into your life at a place in time, and when you go under the water, it pictures the death of Christ and death to your old way of life before Christ. When you come up out of the water, it pictures the resurrection of Christ and your resurrection to a new way of living. It's saying, I have decided to follow Jesus, no turning back. Paul said in Romans 6, 4, For we died and we were buried with Christ by baptism, and just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we also may live new lives. Jesus walked around 70 miles to be baptized by John the Baptist. So it's not an option for an obedient Christian. Now mark it down. A Christian who refuses to be baptized will never go on and grow as a believer because baptism is the first act after the fact of salvation. Mm. So it's important to make sure that your baptism is in order. You're saved first and then baptized. If you were baptized and later saved, your baptism is out of order. It's a simple fix, guys. Mm -hmm. Just do it and get your baptism in order, and you will be so glad that you did this. It's something tangible you can do to please God. Yeah, it's an outward expression of your faith that you're committed, you're obedient, and you're going to move forward. Exactly. God's blessing. So, Number nine is a ratchet. (laughs) And we're associating ratchet with grace. A ratchet either secures something or it loosens it, frees it up. That's what grace does, or God, you know, God does. Yes. Grace is where God does something for you that you don't deserve or you didn't earn. It's a, you know, it's a gift based on what Jesus did, not on what we do. Grace is not based on how we perform, or it takes into consideration our track record of sin that has already been confessed and repented of. Right. Okay. In 2 Corinthians 12, 9, each time he said, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So now I am glad to boast about my weakness so that the power of Christ can work through me. Grace secures you with God when you are saved. Yes. Ephesians 2, 8, 9. Um. So God's grace guarantees that he won't let go of you. Right. It frees you. It's the opposite of legalism. Mm. Legalism kills what it touches, whatever it touches. But grace gives life and hope. So grace frees us to be you and not to try to be like someone else. Grace says God accepts you. Grace frees you to touch others in Jesus' names. Grace is just something that... That we're given and we need to give freely too. So yes. revel in God's grace that has freed us, guys. That's, yes. We yeah. just need to be that. You know, legalism, uh, I hmm. used to think there's nothing more than uh, I hated than liberalism, but I think legalism <laughs> uh, may be more uh, because legalism is that sense of I'm right no matter what. Mm-hmm. And, and it will kill things. It will kill a relationship. It kills grace. It kills generosity. It kills vision and passion. So we have to be very, very on guard that we do not become legalistic. 
you mm. know, there's a difference between doctrine and preference. And sometimes a lot of people believe their preferences become doctrine. That's right. not the case. No, no. And that's where legalism gets a stronghold at times. So we, we've got to be aware of this, not to be legalistic and uh, be a Pharisee in our, in our attitudes. Well, there's a tenth tool we want to look at, and that's a hot glue gun. And that is symbolic of the church. This little tool glues, it connects <laughs> things and holds them together. So you need to be connected. You need to be glued to a Bible teaching local church and make it your home church, your spiritual family. The glue is commitment and not your feelings. So Hebrews 10, 23 through 25, let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm for God can be trusted to keep his promise. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. So you need roots in a local church. You need a place of belonging, a place of fellowship, of, of being exposed to and fed God's word, and a place to invest your life in eternally significant things, a, a place to invest your time, your tithes, a, a place where you can grow beyond where you are right now spiritually. So we're talking about getting beyond the ABCs of the faith. How do you do that? You need to be connected to a church. And we never reach a point where we should stop growing spiritually. So the goal is to look more like Jesus today than you did yesterday and more tomorrow than you did today. And that's what the church will help you to do. Church is the only time of the week on Sunday where you will be with the majority of people who love and follow and worship Jesus Christ. Amen. So important. The size of the church, the location of the church is not nearly as important as what the church believes and what they teach. They must have the Bible as their only authority for what they believe and why they believe it. So it's important to find the right fit for you. But there comes a time when you need to stop dating a church and you need to marry it, you need to join it. And if you wait to find the perfect church, you will never, ever find it, never. period. Yes. Uh, joining a church helps you be accountable to these spiritual disciplines. It is the holy huddle where we gather in on Sunday so we can run the plays on the field of life Monday through Saturday. Mm. So we want to encourage you guys, like be connected to a local church. And again, I know that uh, in my years of ministry, a lot of people, well, we're going to visit this church and that church. And you know what? You can spend forever yeah. doing that. There comes a time, though, where you need to say, you know, this is not a perfect place. Right. And I don't maybe agree with everything. Uh, I'm not talking about doctrine. I'm talking about preference here. But there comes a point where you need to join it, yeah. commit your life to it. For the sake of your walk spiritually and your marriage and your family, you need a home church. Yes, and be part of the light that shines from that church. Yes. Right. Not trying to find, you know, things that aren't 
good in the church. Find things that are good and build on that. There's always going to be things we don't totally agree with, Mm -hmm. but I love the football metaphor. I like it too. (laughs) Wonderful. We're huddling up, we're gathering in on Sunday. Run the plays of life throughout the week. I love that. Yeah. That's good. We need that holy huddle, guys. We do. We just need to be with other believers. That's true. And there's nothing, and I and I realize that during COVID, we didn't have really a choice. We we had to do online a lot. But uh, and I appreciate the fact that if you can't be in church, you can watch online. But that's not a substitute no. for actually being with other believers on Sunday, worshiping God and 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 expressing your your praise and your adoration with other believers. There's nothing that takes the place of that. Nothing. And in the in the early days when the church was formed in the book of Acts, mm-hmm. it was very specific. They met, they got together, they were they family. Mm-hmm. They fellowship, they yes. ate together, they prayed together, they learned about God together. Yes. That's the dynamic of a church. Of course, they didn't have internet. <laughs> right. But even if they did, that was not what God was teaching them to do mm-hmm. and to be as the Church of Christ. So. That's absolutely right. And I love what the writer of Hebrews says here, that that as we see the day of Jesus Christ, his return approaching, we need encouragement because the devil is beating the daylights out of people, guys. Yes. Yes. I mean, we talk to people every day, and I'm telling you, the enemy is beating people up. We need a time where we gather together to be re-strengthened. Right. Yes. Uh, we need a reboot, if you will, uh, a reload for the for the new week. And what a great way to uh, to join with other believers in a specific local church and use your spiritual gifts there to to glorify God and to grow spiritually. Amen. So yes. very important. So if you don't have a church home. Make that a priority. Find a church home and stick with that church. Again, you're not going to agree with everything. We're all human. We make mistakes. But there are great churches out there who want to help you love God and give you the tools necessary to grow beyond the ABC. And I can think of one really great church that comes out of my head. City Central (laughs) Church in Lakeland, Florida, 310 Frank Lloyd Wright Boulevard in Lakeland. CityCentralChurch.org. Frank Lloyd Wright Way. Frank Lloyd Wright Way. Way. Yes. Excuse me. <laughs> Even if you're in Alaska, <laughs> it is not too far to commute to City Central Church. a.m., <laughs> one service. We would love to have you. We would. Well, we there, would. There's what vice grips look like, by the way. I gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> I love them. <laughs> Put them on, they don't come off. They do not come Stop. off. I love that. Ooh. So, guys, take these, the last two podcasts that we've been sharing, take these 10 tools apply them to your lives, and I guarantee you, we guarantee you, you will get beyond the ABCs, the elementary things of the faith. So guys, let us tell you what time it is. It is tool time. time. Moment Podcast is brought to you courtesy of the Wingman Nation Men's Ministry. Visit us at wingmannation.com.